I'm back, Falterev on show. I'm not about to do a whole episode of Equalution or Skelga after my time in the Gale Talked, but log a law, Tome Giri Nisfar. I've returned from rural Ireland to Dublin, a city, the big smoke, with the largest population and some of the most highly concentrated industry. Dublin isn't exactly known for its natural spaces. We each find nature where we can, but on today's show we look at an enormous and involving natural space that sits right on our doorstep the Dublin Bay Biosphere. Biospheres are places where nature and culture connect, places where people are actively encouraged to visit and enjoy responsibly. The purpose is to promote a balanced relationship between people and nature, so we headed to the place it all began, Bull Island on Dublin's north side, to meet some of those humans working hard to keep that balance in place. Okay, my name's Dean Eason, I'm the Dublin Bay Biosphere Coordinator and we're here on North Bull Island. The Dublin Bay Biosphere is a UNESCO-designated area. So now when you think of biospheres, a lot of people think of the um, Eden Project and the biomes. I don't know if you're aware of them, these great big greenhouses, and those greenhouses might be filled with rare plants and animals. So take away the greenhouse, and you know this place is filled with rare and important plants and animals. And it's internationally recognised for that biodiversity so the Dublin Bay Biosphere covers a, a large area from Hoth all the way down to Kalini, following the coast. Amazingly, we have 330,000 people living within our biosphere, you know, within the transition zone. And we're so fortunate to have this amazing site so close to a capital city, or within a capital city, I should say. 330,000 people all contained within a biosphere? Sounds like an interesting snow globe. So... The biosphere includes the coastline along Dublin Bay, an amenity we all enjoy. Sea means a lot to me because um, it's really fun to go paddling and swimming and boating. Um, I like kayaking. You've got to be really safe around the sea. There's some currents around Bull Island that you could get swept out to sea. You would want to be careful if you go over there. You could get pulled out onto the other side. Um, it's cold and I like my hot chocolate hot. Me too. So how did the Dublin Bay Biosphere come into being? The UNESCO Biosphere Programme was first muted in 1970 by UNESCO and it first came into existence in 1971, so it's just over 50 years old. And the North Bull Island became a biosphere in 1981. And when we came to review the biosphere in 2014, it was decided that this area was too small for a biosphere. So we looked at how we could expand that. So that's how it came to expand to include all of Dublin Bay and that came into existence in 2015. If you've ever been to Bull Island, it's a pretty special place. It sits just off the coast in Clontarf. Five kilometres long and one kilometre wide, it's connected to the mainland by two road bridges, and its beginnings are quite interesting too. We have to go back a a good while for its history. The North Bull Island was formed by um, the building of the Bow War, and I don't know if you've heard of William Blythe. William Blythe was famous for the mutiny on the bounty. He was originally from my hometown, so there's a loop, there's a circle connecting the formation of the biosphere and the biosphere coordinator. But he came to Dublin to try and identify ways of solving the silting problems in the bay. What you tended to have was uh, these silt bars moving around the bay, ships coming in didn't know where they were, and we had an awful lot of shipwrecks. So we had to have a way of desilting the bay. So by building the bow walls, you created this venturi action that drove all the silt out from the bay and uh, created this fantastic passage so that ships could get in. As a consequence of that, all that silt and sand that was moving around the bay 
end up forming this sandbar, which is North Bull Island. So North Bull Island is really amazing in that it's a special protected area. But it's also semi-natural, so it was caused by man's actions. Maintaining the island is the work of many people, but on site they have a full-time ecologist. My name is Pat Corrigan. I work for Dublin City Council on the North Bull Island Nature Reserve. The island is the most ecologically protected piece of land in Ireland. I'm here over 30 years, and uh, the best thing about the job is in that 30 years, I haven't seen it all yet. Uh, we're still making new discoveries on the island. The island here hosts uh, roughly about 50% of all wild plants recorded in Ireland, and roughly about a third of what's in Dublin. We have a lot of rare orchids on the island, for instance, and right through the whole summer we can follow the various orchids growing uh, through the sand dunes. So Pat's an ecologist, but what exactly is ecology? Ecology is a study of all living things from below ground level, in actual fact. It starts in the soil. We're looking at bacteria. Uh, We're looking at at fungi and that kind of thing. And then it works up. I suppose studying ecology, what you find is that everything on this planet depends on something else. That's the joy of it. If If we take the orchids, for instance, I mean, they depend on a fungus that's in the soil. If the fungus isn't present, the orchid can't flourish. And then you have this game of roulette where the seeds from the orchid hit the ground. The, the fungi try to devour them. And unless that seed can uh, germinate in time, it is then feeding on the fungus for the rest of its life. So <laughs> this kind of mishmash of, of different pieces coming in together, uh, that's what ecology is all about. Seed-eating mushrooms? I'm in. But I don't think that's the only wildlife contained on Bull Island. What about our feathered friends? During the winter months on the mudflats, we'd have somewhere in the region of up to 30,000 wading birds, and uh, they're fully protected on the island. In fact, the island was the first designated bird sanctuary in the Republic of Ireland, and that happened in 1931. My name is Neve Fitzgerald. I'm with Birdwatch Ireland, and we're here on Bull Island today to see what we can see. We're here on the South Lagoon at Bull Island. On an average day when I'm out here monitoring birds, I would have a telescope with me, my binoculars, and a couple of clickers that help me keep track of my counts. It's quite uh, quiet at this time of year because a lot of the water birds, which are the main species we're monitoring, will have gone back to their breeding grounds further north. But I still had 11 species today. Um, In the highest abundance would have been oyster catcher, still curlew, some shell duck, which are fabulous birds, common terns feeding out over the water, and a healthy amount of gulls as well. There's a lot in the media about curlew because our breeding species are declining in a big way. There's only around 120 breeding pairs left, which is not a lot. That's across the whole country. So they're in really dire state and there's a lot of work being done to try and save them where they can. And there's some really good work with farmers going on to try and um, maintain the appropriate habitats needed to, to keep those species going. But actually, we also get an influx of curlew from the continent, from France and things like that. So they would bump up our numbers. So the birds I'd be seeing out here today, a lot of them are would be from the continent and not just our breeding species. As we spoke in early June, small birds swooped and dove over the still water of the lagoon, chirping all the while. Sand martins, uh, which are breeding right on the wooden bridge on Bull Island. Yeah, you can see them flying in and out and hawking uh, insects over the, over the water so they can bring them back to feed their chicks. They're being uh, small flying insects. 
all the things we don't like. <laughs> Bull Island is actually one of my favourite places to watch the seasons roll by because I'm lucky enough that I get to come out here and monitor throughout the year and it's it's a really nice way to see how the seasons changed by the nature that is around. So, you know, birds don't just migrate south for the summer, they also migrate south during the winter. So at the moment we would have our breeding species um, like San Martin terns and things like that. But when they leave and go south for the winter, we will get an influx of water bird species who come from the northern part. So right now your Brent geese and uh, oyster catcher and the big abundance of knot and things like that that we get here during the winter will be up in the Arctic and the northern hemisphere breeding. But then when they're done breeding, they come back here, they spend their winter here to bulk up and feed as much as they can. So it's actually a really important part of their lifestyle. But not just in terms of birds, you actually get to see the seasons change. Lots of different types of wildlife, including plant species and the seals. And you get bats here and lizards. It's actually one of the places in Dublin that would be quite a little bit easier to see our, our native lizards. So what makes this part of the Dublin Bay biosphere so attractive for all these creatures? So there's a, a mosaic of habitats here and that makes it really good space for birds because you have a really good mix of shelter and abundance of food and lots of just space for the different birds that all have their different niches to kind of coexist. So we have the sand dunes, the salt marsh and the mud flats, which all have different kind of mixes of insects and crustaceans and mollusks that the different birds feed on. And the sand dunes will be great for breeding species as well, like skylark and meadow pipit. But then the mud flats are superb feeding grounds for all of those wintering water birds that come here during the, the winter months. At its roots, Ball Island is a long sandbar made up of grass and sand dunes, and they're doing vital work. Yeah, no, sand dunes are really important. Coastal protection is a big part of it, which is going to be increasingly important when uh, you know we suffer the impacts of climate change. So when sea levels rise, these guys are acting as a buffer to prevent flooding. So from that perspective, they're, they're vital. What we have to remember is the North Boyle Island here is only 200 years old and it's actually a barrier island, one of uh, only 2,000 barrier islands worldwide. And we were speaking about climate change and that. And what happens with a barrier island is it takes the energy out of storm surges and protects the mainland. Yeah, basically you get a grass that comes in like the marron grass that is able to grow and bind the sand in place. And from there, then you get more plants. Bell Island is growing all the time, certainly uh, moving out seawards and towards Hoth. It's metres a year of extra material. And um, yeah, then those sand dunes forming basically wherever the marron grass can colonate. We're looking to work with um, our friends in Scouting Ireland to actually help protect some of our dunes. We're looking at creating marron grass nurseries in and around scout huts so that the scouts over a long period of time can help increase the dunes and, and protect the dunes. It was on a beach clean on Bull Island that I first spoke to Ecolation way back in 2019. UNESCO biospheres see active involvement with these natural spaces as the key to keeping them healthy. From beach cleans to citizen science and research, there are lots of ways you can engage with the stretch from Hoth to Dockey more actively. And some of the young people most active in this, like Dean said, are the scouts. Hello to from The Dublin Bay Biosphere Award has been developed in partnership with Scouting Ireland. Hi, my name is Derville. I'm a Sea Scout leader down in Fifth Port, Dallymount. 
I've been a scout since I was 10. Well, I suppose scouting's ethos really is about volunteering and we have always been kind of concerned about the environment and back in the day it was the country code and then it became Leave No Trace and then we have the Biosphere Award and the Biosphere Award was developed between Dublin Bay Biosphere and Scouting Ireland. So we felt that we should support it and it has been a great journey, particularly for the beavers. So the Biosphere Award has three particular elements the first is to get outside and immerse yourself in nature use all your senses take your suction shoes off go and bathe your feet in the water how does that feel wiggle your toes in the sand feel the wind in your face all these sorts of things we want people to really immerse themselves in nature spend a good hour outside hi my name is rachel and i am eight years of age and i am beavers with fifth port sea scats i really like going on walks and boating Hi, my name is Evan and I am nine years old. I was five when I joined Scouts. Hi, my name is Sam and my age is eight. I joined Sea Scouts because you can do boating, we do kayaking and we go hiking. And being good to nature is probably the best thing I've learned from Scouts. My name's Connor and I'm seven years old and I did the Dublin Bay Biosphere Award. We were the first people to get the Dublin Bay Biosphere Awards in the whole world. That makes me feel excited and happy. Then we want to get them to learn about the interactions that are going on. What are the food webs? How is that important? How is man impacting on wildlife? What are the impacts, positive and negative, of humans? It was a bit hard. We did sound maps and it means drawing pictures, what you hear on a notebook. Um, I heard the sea and the wind and birds. I think I might have heard brankies. Um, we were active. We were outdoors a lot. We did lots of hikes and boating. My name is Freya and I'm 14 and I'm in Dalymount Sea Scouts. I joined in Cubs and now I'm in Valkyries, so I've moved up. When I was 12, I moved up to Valkyries. The Dublin Bay Biosphere, it just was interesting to me because I'm really interested in, in the environment and plants and animals around my locality and I wanted to know more and have something to kind of prove that I knew and cared about my area. If you're standing up near the top of the scout den and you look out, everything that you can see out towards Hoth is all part of the Dublin Bay Biosphere. Many animals are part of the biosphere, such as uh, the seals and the brent geese that come over from the Arctic Canada. And the habitat they live in is also part of the biosphere around here near the Scouts Den. My name is Quiva and I'm 14 and I'm in Dolimatsisa. I joined Valkyries last year. Um, I heard about it through Freya and I decided to join last year and it's been really good since then. It's just a good way to connect with new people. And I decided to do Dublin Bay Biosphere Badge. We had to do a small project, so we did a litter pickup. And you also had to learn about something. So we were learning about the Brent geese. And you can see them here in January, and there's 3,000 of them, usually. Brent geese like to feed on eelgrass, so zostra species, and there's an abundance of them here at Bull Island. So what they do is they graze through the eelgrass first as much as they can, and then when they've um, depleted all of the the eelgrass, they will move on to other aquatic plants. But also what is nice about Bull Island is actually one of the good factors of being so close to an urban area, built up area. There's a lot of 
green spaces as well. And over the years, Brankies have adapted to also utilising the terrestrial grass as supplementary food source when either they have depleted their eelgrass and also when it's fully covered over by the tide and, and things like that. So it's a really good kind of mix of habitats for them. Because exploring our natural spaces conscientiously is one of the most important steps we can take in wanting to save them. My name is Oshin, I'm 12 and I'm in Diamond Skits. I have gone on walks around to look at the biosphere and like they love to turn up the rocks and stuff and you find like loads of different species and crabs and all at the rock pools. I think I like learning just about the animals and also I learned with seaweed the stuff actually in it when you pop open the little bubbles on it's actually good for your skin. If you're up on the other side of Dolly Mount of the well, well, you can see um, the seals. There's the sandbanks, and they're often just like lazing about in the sandbanks, and there's loads of them. Uh, I think they're the grey seals, and they're really interesting to see. And you can also see mussels and razor clams washed up on the beach as well. I think learning about the biosphere badge, I loved learning about all the different species of birds that are here in Dolly Mount and that you can see around the biosphere. And once you know what's there, you can take action to protect it. We did a litter pick. We picked up rubbish on the road down to the beach so that the plastic isn't on the ground and it could harm nature. The bird could eat it and then die. And then animals might mistake it for something else, what they eat. And we learnt about the six-spotted moth. It was a caterpillar. We saw it making its cocoons so it can turn into the actual moth. I don't know how long it takes. The Dublin Bay Biosphere is a space where humans and nature cross over, which is really quite important. But that relationship can sometimes be fragile. One of the big threats here would be disturbance. So it's kind of a conflict of man and nature a little bit. And we have a big job to do to try and find the balance between those two, allowing humans to enjoy the space while also facilitating nature, being able to do their thing and, you know, access the food and the shelter, the protection that they need. Most of the uh, the nesting birds on the island here are on the ground. Uh, They're not like in woodlands where they're up on trees and that if we take the meadow pipit, the skylark uh, the, the ring plover and the, these are all ground nesting birds so yes if we have too much footfall in the wrong area uh, it can cause disturbance. So we really have to tread gently to help preserve the natural wildlife that calls Bull Island home. As we've heard the mud flats between the coast and the island are home to a host of birds. Neve heads up the Irish Wetland Bird Survey also known as IWEBS. So IWEBS was established in the winter of 1994-95 and it's been running ever since. Um, There's a really big volunteer effort that goes into it every year. So we have about um, 480 participants altogether and the vast majority of those are volunteers. And there's also some Birdwatch Ireland and National Parks and Wildlife Service staff that take part in the counts as well. And it's really important because people go out between September and March and and once a month count their local wetlands and monitor the, the water bird species there. So if it wasn't for that effort that has been put in by those people year in, year out, we wouldn't know how our water birds are faring. Keeping an eye on bird numbers is vital, especially when we're trying to keep track of how our world, the one we share with them, is changing. 
There's definitely been changes. I monitor Bull Island as part of two different projects. So today I'm out with the Dublin Bay Birds Project, which is funded by Dublin Port in an act to, to see how the bird numbers change over time. Also, the Irish Wetland Bird Survey. It's been going for 28 years, since 1994, so we'll be coming into our 29th season of it soon. And there's been massive changes in water bird numbers in that time. Overall, there's been a 40% decline in our water bird numbers in that time. Some species, groups in particular, have had um, really big hits like diving, ducks, potsherds used to be found in quite a a number of our our wetlands and our lakes around the country, but now they're quite scarce. Goldeneye is also a diving duck and they used to be found here quite regularly. Not in massive numbers, but I haven't seen them in a long time now since I think my very first year with Birdwatch Ireland. So yeah, there's been there's been massive shifts, and it, to be honest, it's not all it hasn't all been bad. There's been some good stories as well, like Sanderling, which is one of my favourite, <laughs> are on the increase, and so are the black-tailed and bar-tailed godwits, and. Um, I don't know if you'd know the story of the little egret, but they, they weren't even here before, so there's quite a, a massive trend um, increase in little egrets since the start of iWebs because they weren't here in the beginning of the survey, and now they're they're spreading out nicely across the, the country. So we get them regularly here on uh, Bull Island, and they're a beautiful sight, really kind of elegant-looking birds related to heron. But they're all pristine white, a little bit um, neater and smaller, than grey heron. They have long black legs and yellow feet, which are one of the key characteristics for picking them out from the other types of egrets. On the day we visited, the sky was blue, the sun shone and the waters around the island looked crystal clear, which is no mean feat given how busy Dublin Bay is. If we take water quality, for instance, Dublin City Council drainage section do their best to, to uh, try and maintain uh, clean water, but it's not always possible. If we if we have a, a weather event, for instance, the bay can be fairly polluted for a day or two, but by and large, the water quality is very good in Dublin Bay. As regards other tritus, if you like, yes, a lot of plastics. We find that an awful lot of plastics coming on the beach, plastic containers and that, and it's amazing when you, when you look at the label to the distance these things have travelled from various parts of the world, and they end up here on, on the on the nature reserve and uh, then we have the added um, dread of these microplastics and uh, these are turning up in, in food products they're turning up in fish that we consume and so on i think we're not going to get rid of plastic but what we have to do is to start creating plastics that we can reuse and repurpose rather than just discard because when this plastic is discarded it just ends up in the waters uh, around the world of course the sea scouts get first-hand experience of the water all the time. My name's Kieran. I'm 14 and I'm in Dolliment Sea Scouts. I think the sea, to me, is very important because it's a place where we can go to kind of do our sailing and kind of work on our skills and kind of build teamwork as well in the things like rowing and uh, even the Canadians, you know, which are smaller kind of rowing boats that you don't row. For me, clean water is amazing because I've been in places, I've swam and canoed in places and the water was dirty and you'd have kind of things floating in the, the water, you know, rubbish and sewage waste and things like that. The water is generally fairly clean around the Bull Island area. 90% of the time fairly clean, I'd say. For me, nature would be very much part of my day-to-day life. Uh, here down in Dolly Mountain, the Sea Scouts and... Everywhere I go, really, you know, cycling around the place, I'd be up Hot Hill on my bike and I'd be looking around and, you know, just such a kind of nice environment to be in. 
out in the fresh air. So it's very important to me. Yeah. My favourite spot on Bull Island, I'd say, would have to be here on the back slip, you know? You have this little kind of cove to, uh, over there, and when the sun comes in on it, it can be really quite beautiful. As was mentioned on our Fair Seas episode, Ireland has a lot of coast, and the Dublin Bay biosphere is just one stretch of it. The beaches and piers around Ireland are the places where humans meet the sea, and it can be quite tricky to get the balance right in the UNESCO biosphere. You have to have special protected areas, and you know those areas are internationally recognised for their biodiversity. Now, UNESCO biospheres are slightly different from other nature reserves in that they're managed for people and nature. So we want people to be out on Bull Island enjoying this fantastic scenery that we have around us, but we also want them to do that responsibly. The biosphere, the different partners are working very, very hard through our biodiversity officers and that kind of thing to, to, to maintain what we have in pristine condition. It's a, it's a difficult one. Sometimes the budgets aren't there because, uh, let's face it, there's no money in conservation as we out here. But it is very, very important and, and uh, the efforts that are being made by the partners in the biosphere is just tremendous to try and preserve it as, as pristine as we possibly can. We're right in the centre of a city. So that on its own gives it a very particular place. Within kind of the built environment, we have this very special place that, that encourages biodiversity. It encourages people to explore nature. It also protects all those habitats because it would be so easy for a city of this size and a port to allow it to become polluted and all that kind of thing. Whereas this way, like it means everybody has an opportunity to come out and enjoy it, you know, and they can make the most of it. We have the largest port in Ireland. 50% of our goods come through Dublin Port, and yet plants and animals are thriving. So humans and nature can live this close together, but we just have to be mindful and respectful and manage it effectively. You have to make it accessible. It has to be to allow people to engage with nature. And as long as we can do that, then we have some hope of protecting it. If you'd like to take a first step towards protecting Bull Island and the whole of the Dublin Bay biosphere without committing to the full award, why not check out the Biosphere Challenge? Ten simple actions developed in partnership with creative entomologist Nessa Darcy that will help contribute towards the protection of the biosphere, as well as living a little more sustainably. Thanks so much to Dean, Pat, Neve, Derval and the Beavers, Cubs, Scouts and Valkyries of Fifth Port, Dollymount. We visited Bull Island to investigate this coming together of people and nature, and it's really impressive. But it's a crossover that each of you can and will experience wherever you live. The Dublin Bay Biosphere Award was started to help young people engage actively within that space. And it's clear they feel it's rewarding. Although it's a project that has scouts in mind, it's actually open to any young person that has an interest in nature. So the information is on our website, www.dublinbaybiosphere.ie. There's a section all about the biosphere and the biosphere award. And to help people understand that, we've produced 10 videos that people can watch and get some really quality information. I can be contacted at info at dublinbaybiosphere.ie and I'd be happy to walk them through it. I mean they get out there and they're exploring and it's kind of old fashioned fun like you're looking under rocks and you're just looking and observing it's not about damaging or taking it's just about you lift a rock and we wander under the bridge over here and we have a look and you can see all different types of crabs and they can pick crabs up and look at them and think oh that's a mammy crab, a daddy crab you know they found sea cucumbers they found all levels of seaweeds and lettuces and anemones and all of those kind of things and suddenly shells are not just a shell there's all sorts of varieties of shells there's mussels and there's scallops 
scallops and there's razors and there's a whole other world underwater and living in rock pools and you know so that's one part of it and then obviously the other part is like the flora and fauna that live on the hill and on Docky Island which is all part of it Ireland's eye but the biosphere badge can be done you know it doesn't have to be done on Bull Island it can be done all around it's a fantastic opportunity and it's a bit of a motivation for them to kind of start that journey and suddenly they think oh I actually quite enjoy this so I think that's probably the th- what it's about it just gives them a little kick but it means much more to them in the end I think they should do it because it's interesting and you get to get a lot more involved and know about more nature and all the species I think it's so important to get involved and like do this kind of biosphere badge for anyone not even a scout because it's something that it's the world you live in and everyone should know about it it's such an amazing world and everyone should learn to appreciate it and I think through this badge you do learn to do that Ecolution is produced by Nikki Coughlin with edit assistance from Eve O'Neill and it's presented by me, Evie Kenny. Slan! This is Anne. Our Junior Podcast!